You've heard of Huntley and Brinkley, McNeil and Lehrer, Simon and Garfunkel, Bob and Ray. Now here's Mishigas and Malarkey. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? All right. Coming in loud and clear. Okay, great. So what's what's going on? What are Episode we... 25. Oh, wow. It's like a milestone. Is that like a silver anniversary or something? What are, what are they? I don't know. Is it an anniversary or should we call it a jubilee? Yeah, I think that's probably better. Or season two, episode 16. Oh, okay. For those on the Roman calendar. Yeah. The Mayan calendar. So is, is this the actual episode, or is this just a draft from Samuel Alito? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But, uh, you know, any anytime I have a leak, I go for the tetracycline. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's just yeah. a little a little medical tip up top. So, so uh, the uh, I, I, I titled this episode, Ruh-Roh. Now, you know how I like to... Um, you know, Google to see if, if that's an original idea. And uh, in fact, um, uh, there were very few other results, Google results for that. But the top one was the Colbert show, you know, the whatever that is, late night or whatever he does. Right. And so I thought, well, you know, I thought of it independently. So uh, it's not like I'm borrowing it from him, but all right, well, then let's go into absolutely the last pandemic update. Yeah, so everybody's getting sick, yet it's uh, it's all over. Yeah. yeah. New surge, new surge. Yeah, uh, I know. Well, no, and- someone, uh, someone, actually a couple of people I know have tested positive in recent weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy because people have been so careful for two years. Yep. And now the fortunate thing is they've been vaccinated and boosted, but they still feel sick as hell. Mm. And, uh, and then I, I just happened to see on Twitter that Dr. Hotez yeah. just, just tested positive. One of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I like Dr. Hotez. I hope he doesn't give it to Dr. Ja. No, no. Or your, your favorite Dr. Megan Ranny. Right. Right. And, and then of course your other She's favorite. too smart for that. Yeah, well, yeah, she well, she's too smart for you too. By the way, <laughs> okay, I'm not. Hey, I'm not intimidated by you know brainy gals. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. So, Doctor Hotez has been uh, vaccinated and boosted, of course. So he thinks he'll be okay. But uh, it just shows you there's there's a lot of transmission and. Uh, he's advising that people be careful and that i think that's the best advice you can uh sure you can have wear your n95 mask if you're out around a lot of people and uh you know like they just had the kentucky derby this weekend oh yeah there's been other big events And this year they ran it outdoors (laughs) yeah yeah right right and uh but you know i it's gonna be a a a whole mess i mean it's just gonna you know there's, and yeah. these people who refuse to get vaccinated, some of them are really going to get very sick. So, you know, yep. there's always going to be that that problem. And, and didn't we hit the million mark of uh, dead? Yeah, well, NBC came up with, um, by their calculations, it was a million. I don't know 
I see. I don't know that there really is any official count that the news organizations were keeping count. And uh, who had it? Kamala? And... Uh, yeah, Kamala. Um, who it else? was just someone else. Um, well, a number of people in the White House. Uh, yeah. Kate, Kate Bedingfield and Jen Psaki uh, had it again. And yeah. Uh, uh, there was just one. Oh well, the Secretary of State, Anthony, Anthony Blinken. Right, right, right. No, there uh, was a there was a, a woman who uh, had been uh, somewhere like in the vicinity of Biden, right? Yeah, well, there was a lot of concern because somehow Biden keeps being around all these people. Yet he's, <laughs> you know, but although he he often um, he's he's been pretty diligent about wearing a mask. So mm. I, I think he probably has been pretty, mm. pretty careful mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Uh, so get a mask and be cautious. Yep. That's about all we could say. We're, we're lit. We're it's, it's not over. That's one of our, no, you know, no, no, no. That's it's... one of our uh, refrains. No, no, still going on. And so is the insurrection still going on. Oh God! Now, what's this caveman and gladiator? Yeah, well, they? two of in in the week a week or so after the January sixth riot, uh, somebody hacked. There was a social media uh, app called Parlor, which yes. I guess may still be around, but right. somebody hacked it. They got all these videos off of Parlor, mm -hmm. and there were these strange. Uh, characters that broke into the capitol one was dressed like a caveman <laughs> and th there was another guy who was dressed uh, i thought he was dressed like a roman soldier although some mm -hmm. people said he was dressed like a gladiator mm. um but there was this great video of him uh walking around in what's called the crypt of the capitol it's the mm -hmm. area directly under the rotunda mm -hmm. and uh this guy's walking around dressed like a Roman soldier. He's got like sandals and, uh, and it mm -hmm. was like the strangest thing. And he was carrying a phone. He was like filming on his phone as he mm -hmm. was walking around. That's kind of what broke the, uh, it almost looked like one of these weird things. It broke like the a, internet. Well, it broke the, the illusion that he was a time traveler because he actually had oh. like a, a smartphone in his hand. <laughs> but he would there were all these people wandering around in like their maga gear and this yeah. guy was dressed like a roman soldier which right. was kind of weird and uh they finally found the guy mm -hmm. and it turns out he he bought the costume uh it's one of these costumes like you can buy from a you know one of these halloween places right. and it it was actually sold as a gladiator costume but mm -hmm. he was wearing it because he wanted to look like a character from the book of Mormon. Hmm. Uh, there's, there's um, Captain Maroney in the book of Mormon. Oh, he, yeah. he wanted to dress up like him. Mm -hmm. So he bought a gladiator costume. Like Makes from, sense. From Amazon or something. <laughs> and uh, he, I think he lives in Kansas city, something like he lives somewhere in the Midwest and he Ooh. went to Washington to walk around the Capitol dressed mm -hmm. like Captain Maroney. So, uh, He's been sentenced. I think he got 45 days in jail. Oh, that's not much. No, well, a month and a half. But, you know, a month and a half in federal prison is, you know, I mean, it's not going to be hard time. It'll probably mm. be like a dormitory type thing. But still, mm. it's, you know, it's not great. But still, he, he might meet someone. Yeah, he probably will. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then the other thing is there was a guy from Brooklyn who was dressed like a caveman. 
Yeah. And if you saw a picture of the guy, you would recognize him because there mm. were there were a lot of news photos of him. People thought that he was somehow affiliated with the uh, the QAnon shaman, like uh, he was like he was the sidekick. I got you. But he actually <laughs> you uh, mean he was his hike man. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, but the, the but the thing that was crazy was the guy he took a bus from Brooklyn that day. Mm -hmm. He lives in Brooklyn and his father is a judge in Brooklyn. It was apparently oh, like wow. a, a, a big shot in the mm -hmm. uh, political circles in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And when I saw photos of this guy, I thought he was like some college kid. It turns out he's 35 years old, mm -hmm. so he, yeah. he should have known better. But mm -hmm. he, he dressed like a caveman because he said even a caveman could tell that the election had been stolen. I see. And then on his way into the Capitol, he claims that he found some abandoned police equipment, Ooh. including a, uh, there was a bulletproof vest and a shield and he put on the bulletproof vest and he picked up the shield. Mm -hmm. And that was his downfall because uh, that's stealing federal property. I see. And uh, anyway, he was sentenced to eight months in federal prison. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's. I was surprised he got that much time, but mm -hmm. he uh, now did their mothers know that they were doing this? Uh, no, ahead of time, a, it's a rhetorical question. Ahead of time, maybe not, but I'm sure they were completely embarrassed later. Hey, Ma, I'm storming the Capitol. Yeah, well, be sure to dress like a caveman. Yeah, you know, give me a call from federal oh, prison. Boy, all right. Well, uh, you know, we keep. Uh, drifting toward the January 6th report, the hearings in the report. So that'll be the next excitement. Yeah. Well, if it happens, yeah. I mean, supposedly they're going to happen in about a month. So mm -hmm. maybe we'll have something to talk about then. All right. Who's the media? Um, Chuck Todd being edged out. So what, what did they do? They, they took away his uh, meet the press daily or they moved it to. Yeah. It's weird. Um, NBC had well, NBC News, of course, also has MSNBC, right? Which, as you remember, was originally a, a um, it was a partnership with Microsoft, right? Microsoft got out of it years ago. That's what yeah. the MS is for. So he's been on MSNBC in the afternoons, but now NBC has this new streaming thing, uh, uh NBC, NBC Plus. Yeah, well, NBC <laughs> News Now, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And uh, it they have, so like NBC essentially has three channels now. Wow. I mean, two, they have two news channels, MSNBC and NBC News Now. Mm -hmm. And now they've taken his one o'clock show and moved it to NBC News Now, mm -hmm. where I guess, uh, but it's, it's weird because Hallie Jackson has a show on MSNBC at three o'clock. And then she has a show on news now at five o'clock. Hmm. And it, it's like, I, I don't Very understand it. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be like her show on news now is supposed to be like more casual or something. Is this anything like the Marvel multiverse? It, it's something, Could I don't know be. what's it's going a, it's on. A, it's a parallel timeline or something. But I, I think, you know, people were reading this as they wanted to, uh, push you know chuck todd out or so something. who gets but his spot i i think chris jansing is gonna oh that's right yeah. do like oh, a straight hour of that's, news yeah that's unfortunate um, I'm, I'm not a fan 
So and uh, so anyway, the, of course, the big question is, you know, uh, will they eventually uh, bump Todd off of uh, Meet the Press, you know, Sundays? Uh, they probably should. I mean, I, I, you know, that show. Who would you give terrible. it to? I, I would put it out of its misery, to be honest. Really? But I mean, I don't, I don't know if those Sunday shows are even worth having anymore. Don't you I think mean, Nicole Wallace would be good? Nah, I don't trust her. No? In fact, speaking speaking of her, I, we could have done Steve Schmidt as the media. I know <laughs> he went Today, wacko over the yeah, weekend. I don't know what happened to that guy. I mean, something touched him off. Well, apparently Megan McCain, he, he said in one of his rants on Twitter that Megan McCain called him a pedophile. Yeah. And well, apparently you know, that set him off. So, well, you know, knows? all of those Lincoln Project guys are, uh, you know, tarred from the, uh, the one, one of them was, uh, you know, supposedly grooming or something. Yeah. I, I can't even keep track of them. I, I don't, I don't trust any of those people. Which See, people? I, the Lincoln Project people? Yeah, and, and Nicole Wallace. I, re, I remember her when she was Nicole Devonish. She worked mm-hmm. for Bush. and I mean, I remember her standing on the White House lawn and just like lying her ass off. Yeah. And stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, they, they've all now become, you know, quote unquote normal, you know. Or never but, Trumpers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't really trust any of them. You don't trust them. Okay. Well, do you want to say anything else about uh, Steve Schmidt? Well, I'm just curious to see where this goes. I mean, is he going to like wind up in handcuffs or something, or is he going to like run wild down the street? I mean, he just seems like he's, uh, you know, headed he's for become, a breakdown. He's become unhinged at this point. Anyway, okay, so that's who's the media. Now we got to go to the game. Oh yes, the so game. You got a game? Uh. Yeah, yeah, we got some. Well, this one involves a little bit of history, and it's also quite timely. So the 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 famous Michigas or Malarkey game. Now, Mm -hmm. um, as as we know, the country is in turmoil because of this uh, draft opinion from Samuel Alito. Rot row, right? And um, one of the theories is that. The opinion was leaked because John Roberts was trying to peel Brett Kavanaugh away from it and come up with some kind of moderate opinion or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, one idea. That's one theory of it. But over uh, the last few days, people have been protesting in front of Brett Kavanaugh's house, Mm. which apparently is in the... uh, suburb of Chevy Chase, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And there's been, you know, TV news footage of it. And then people are getting all worked up. And even uh, Jen Psaki came out with a statement about, you know, the president believes you you should, you know, voice your opinion, but it's inappropriate to go to somebody's house. Or, it's right. something to that effect. Um, but people are saying, well, you know, why would Kavanaugh care? Kavanaugh was one of the Brooks Brothers rioters. Oh. You, re- you remember the Brooks Brothers riot in yes. 2000. Um, Matt Schlapp, who now runs CPAC, was one mm-hmm. of them. Roger Stone is taking credit for organizing it. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's been a number of other people who... That was in Florida during the... Uh... Right. It was in Palm Beach County, and they... Uh... What was it called? The tie? The uh... Well, was... they were... 
they were trying to shut down the vote counting in Palm Beach County. So right. these, these young Republicans who uh, tended to be well-dressed, they got in the hallway and they were chanting and screaming and the, uh, the local election board shut down because of this riot in their hallway that then mm-hmm. went down in history as the, the recounts. That's right. What it was. Right. The, the Brooks brothers riot. Yeah. So uh, there were photos taken of the people there and um, uh, Kavanaugh was not uh, widely known at the time, but he uh, he was one of the Brooks Brothers rioters. So they're saying, well, if you know, what, what does he care if people protest in front of his house? He's right. into that kind of stuff. He yeah. was a Brooks Brothers rioter. So so is that Michigas or is that malarkey? Was Kavanaugh one of the famous Brooks Brothers rioters? Oh, I mean, it seems like a no brainer. Um I'm going to say he was because probably they were offering, you know, a keg, you know, uh, <laughs> that's good reasoning. Yes. Go ahead. Tell me. Right. Whether... He, 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 he thought he'd put on his, his, one of those helmets with the beer yeah. cans on the side. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, heard there was going to be a, a, you know, a keg on ice. So he showed up. Well, you know, your reasoning is totally solid, but yes. Unfortunately, that that is malarkey. Oh. He, he was not one of the actual rioters. Now, did uh, I just read um, in this whole uh, what was it? Uh, there was a there was a Ken Starr scandal also that came out where he had an affair with a woman for a long time, and so Kavanaugh was his protege, and right. Kavanaugh helped write the question the questions for bill clinton under oath during the monica Lewinsky. okay right he right kavanaugh worked with with ken Starr. now Mm -hmm. kavanaugh was part of the recount team Mm -hmm. in 2000 as was john roberts and as was amy Amy coney barrett three of the people on the supreme court were part of the recount team and there's actually a piece of film or a piece of video of Kavanaugh in 2000 being interviewed by Wolf Blitzer mm-hmm. in front of the Supreme Court building. Wow. Well, can you so, put a link for that up on the Yeah, yeah. And um, so Kavanaugh was part of the uh, of the recount team, but he he's not actually in the photo of the Brooks gotcha. Brothers rioters. Very good. That was a good one. Well, was a good, thank you. A good game. Very good. And uh, it really helped us weave in some more rut row content. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm basically suggesting that uh, the women start to leave the red states immediately. Um, and I'm, you know, suggesting that perhaps U-Haul could order a relocate, you know, like a uh, row relocation special rate. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you can put the welcome sign out there in uh, yeah, exactly. sunny California. I call it hashtag red state exodus so big so big the astronauts will be able to see it from space there you go all right so now we go on to hit list or shit list um do i have the order correct because uh uh, our notes say shit list or hit list but i think we put hit list first you know so that so that the expletive lands harder anyway so you know that i'm um you know, riveted to the uh, Depp Heard trial, right? 
Yeah, it's and, on. A, it's on a break this week, is yes, it not? Yes, yes, it is. So last Thursday, when uh, Amber Heard finished, uh, well, I don't think she's quite finished, but I guess uh, you know her side was questioning her, and we haven't yet gotten to the uh, cross examination. But she spent a couple days on the stand, got to tell her story, and I have to say that you know uh uh if 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 we are supposed to believe the victim uh she was very convincing uh because she listed you know 10 or 12 different incidents that uh she described vividly and the, all i can say is that if it's not true it's a uh you know a, 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 an incredible feat of uh you know, play acting. I mean, I just, it, it, it's going to be harder to believe that she made all this up, although I but guess she had, she had photos to uh, yes. back up some of it too, right? She of had like the... photos. Yes. And, uh, but you know, both of them were bang, have photos of them being banged up, you know, and bruised. And uh, in the, in the climactic incident, the tip of his middle finger was severed and, uh, I guess he says that she threw a vodka bottle, a heavy vodka bottle at him, and that's what uh, did it. Or she says that he uh, chopped it off himself. Yeah, so. that that sounds to me like something a crazy person would do to themselves. Yeah, more than somebody could toss a bottle at them, or right. do, you know, you know what I mean. It would be a hard thing. It's a yeah. hard thing to do to someone. Exactly. You really so, need a bolt cutter. Yeah. Well, she had been she had given him a knife that uh, had an inscription on it. Hasta la muerta. You know, so um, I don't know. It's a it's a very unusual relationship. Um, you know, some people might say it's typical of, you know, uh, domestic abusers and their victims. Anyway, my point is that until she got up on the stand and started to recount these multiple, multiple incidents, uh, you could say that, you know, the other people were not there to see it and, you know, that the photographs could have been, she, there might have been doctored, makeup, whatever, different lighting, so on and so forth. But now that she's actually recounted a dozen different episodes, it, it's hard to believe that this didn't occur. So there's another couple of weeks to go. But in the meantime, I thought, well, you know, uh, she was on the stand and they were asking her, you know, where did you meet Mr. Depp and what happened next? So, you know, she was talking about these movies. And so the, the first movie, did we mention this in a previous episode? She was basically chosen by him to play the female character in The Rum Diary from Hunter S. Thompson's uh, book. Right. And I assume you've gone to see the movie now. Well, yeah. So, you know, it was up there on Amazon or YouTube or wherever it was. And, uh, you know, basically what what she was saying, what everybody was saying was that she came to uh, uh, audition for it. She was called back. And then Johnny Depp called her himself to say, you're it, kid. You got the part. You're it. And then when they said, what did what did he mean by you're it? Uh, it, she explained that, um, you know, in the book, the female character, this gorgeous, you know, American woman from Connecticut is meant to represent the American dream. And so when Johnny Depp said, you're it, you're the American dream. 
that was uh, now he may think that it turned into a nightmare, which would be totally uh, in line with, you know, Hunter S. Thompson's own thinking. But anyway, so she was selected to be the uh, all of the the American dream, blonde, gorgeous, wild, uh, patrician background and all that. So I went and watched the movie. And um, I, I would have to say that it's not it shouldn't be on anybody's hit list unless you're a fan of, well, obviously, either Johnny Depp or especially Hunter S. Thompson, because I don't know if you're familiar with this book of his, but he uh, he wrote it when he was uh, working on a newspaper in Puerto Rico. And right. yeah. And so. Um, you know, the, the Johnny Depp, who, of course, famously paid millions of dollars to uh, execute on Hunter's wishes to have his ashes fired out of a cannon, um, you know, le- leaving elaborate drawings and instructions and everything else. Uh, but um, Johnny had uh, previously portrayed Hunter in um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, right? Right. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was when Hunter was still alive. But then when it came to to doing this, to turning, you know, the Rum Diary, which I think was basically a failed project of uh, Hunter's, um, to turn it into a movie, I guess it was another, you know, uh, kind of uh, labor of love for Johnny Depp. And that's where he got entangled with um, Amber Heard and uh, the romance blossomed on the set she had just uh, uh, broken up with her uh, female spouse or partner. He had just uh, separated from his wife. And so, you know, it, it all started there. So anyway, watching the movie, like I said, not something that folks necessarily need to go look at unless you're interested in especially Hunter S. Thompson, because they say that this uh, particular book and the, the movie project was important to Depp because he believed that it was at that time that Hunter finally found his own voice, so to speak, as the gonzo journalist that we all uh, knew. But, um, you know, it's a lot of beautiful scenery. Uh, Interesting. There's like an extended cockfight, which I'm not sure that's politically correct anymore. Uh, There's a voodoo ceremony. (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, it's got a lot of, uh, you know, gonzo... uh, uh, scenery and gonzo scenes to it. So, yeah, did, did you you never read the book? Did you? No, I did not. Yeah, no. I wonder how much the the movie. I, mean, I wonder how close the movie is to the book, or whether Johnny Depp really. It sounds like he might have goosed it up quite a bit. Right. I mean, but... somebody somebody adapted, you know, the screenplay. You know, for adapted. Uh, somebody got a writing credit on it. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, if you're interested, you can look into that and see if it's uh, something yeah. you have to watch. All right. Well, maybe I'll check that out. Okay. And uh, next week, you'll bring the uh, hit list or shit list. I'll come up with something. All right. <laughs> take care now. Okay. Take Bye-bye. it easy.